Hi, this is Guy for Soulthentics Radio. So good to have you joining us. Soulthentics is just a powerful, powerful dynamic for anybody who wants to learn about how to be a whole person from a biblical perspective. It is really a breakthrough understanding. I'm going to be talking a little bit about that today and why that is so. In comparison with other modalities or other professions that are out there that are also in the field of helping people become uh, restored and whole. So what sets Soulthentics apart from all of the rest? Well, it has to do with the foundational premise. And the foundational premise that seems to rule over most of westernized thinking and in fact the world's thinking as a whole is what is known as the scientific method. Now when we look at the scientific method it's basically in a nutshell you develop an idea you don't know if that idea is true or false so you develop a hypothesis to say I have this theory and then you take that and you say, well, what kind of tests, how can we test to see if the theory is true? You run those tests and if your tests are coming back confirming your theory, then you stand up and you say, ah, we have the truth. Our hypothesis is true. And the scientific method more or less follows that process. And it has achieved absolutely remarkable things. It's because of the scientific method we have made fantastic breakthroughs, send rockets to space, medical breakthroughs, all sorts of breakthroughs have come about as a result of the scientific method. In many ways it's extremely reliable and a very very good system to follow in the development of ideas, theories, concepts, inventions and so on. However, there is an Achilles tendon in the scientific method. Now for those of you who may not be uh, familiar with the story of Achilles, Achilles was a person who couldn't be injured except for one little spot in his body which was the tendon just above the heel which we call the Achilles tendon. And in battle an arrow found its way through to the Achilles tendon and that's how he met his demise. So the Achilles tendon of the scientific method, unfortunately, is this little niggling thing called the ego. And the problem with the ego is that when it invests into something and somebody else comes along and says, but hang on, that may not be quite the truth. There may be more to the picture than you think. There's something you're not seeing. Well, then the response of the ego is, I've got to be offended. I've got to dig in. I've got to entrench. I've got to defend this thing that I've built. And unfortunately, the scientific method, if you go back into its history, it has a long history of persecuting, of resisting, of persecuting, of ridiculing, of downplaying anybody who stands against its currently held paradigm. So unfortunately it tends to want things both ways. It wants to be able to explore new territory, it wants to have the freedom to develop uh, theory and postulate about it and it wants to have the freedom to declare this is the truth. But woe unto anybody who comes and says no it's not the truth. 
And there have been terrible stories. There have been terrible stories of persecution. There have been terrible losses to humanity as a whole. Because as I've said, ego, greed, money, power get mixed up in the equation. And adjustments that could have furthered humanity are discarded, buried, persecuted, out of existence or whatever. So that is the downside of it. We have this wonderful, wonderful tool called the scientific method, but we have humans who are flawed in their thinking and their level of maturity who come to the table and try to use it as a means of uh, building up fortresses, gaining wealth, uh, plunder, weapons, whatever the case may be. Very tragic, very, very tragic because so much is lost to humanity as a result of that. Now, I am saying this and I'm pointing this out because it has an application to Solthentics. But before I get to that application, let me just give you a story. There's a Dr. Samuel Semmelweis who ran into this problem, this Achilles tendon of the scientific method. And he was a doctor who noticed that women were choosing to give birth on the streets rather than come to hospital because if they knew that if they go to hospital they would effectively be facing a death sentence due to the fact that when they went into hospital they would get sepsis and die of infection. He then started to ask why and began to observe that his colleagues would perform autopsies and go straight from the autopsy room to delivering a woman's baby without washing their hands. So they were taking the sepsis from the autopsies, from the, the cadavers and going through to the woman and infecting the woman and the woman would die. And this was the problem. These were doctors, these were professionals, these were experts and they were following the protocol of their scientific method of the day. Dr. Semmelweis said, no, we've got to wash our hands. I mean, how dare he suggest something as simple as washing our hands? How dare he suggest that the establishment might be wrong in its paradigms and that they may in fact in the process be responsible for the death of all of these women who were looking to them as experts for help and for the saving of their lives. Well, the establishment hounded him terribly. It persecuted him absolutely. It's a horrendous story. If you can get a hold of his book, of the book about his life, do so. It, uh, it's such a tra tragic story. He ended up his days in an insane institution and was declared insane and died a lonely, penniless, insane man, having fought for that which was noble and that which was true. Unfortunately, the history behind the science world and its scientific method has many, many, many such stories. So what has that got to do with Solthentics? Well, it has to do with a perception of what is actually true. What is truth? Imagine, for the sake of this discussion, that there were two groups, each postulating a scientific method. 
The one group says the moon is made out of goat's milk. The other group says no, it is made out of fairy dust. And so the two groups go to war with each other and along the way souls get destroyed and some get murdered and some get burnt at the stake or whatever until eventually one day after all of this energy, all of this time, all of this money, all of this arguing, all of this backwards and forwards, enough money and resources are pulled together by the millions and maybe even billions of dollars so that they can send a man to the moon to see whose theory is actually right. But in all of this time, what is written into the textbooks is our theory is um, the truth is not our, not even our theory it's not even stated as theory it's stated as truth or as fact oh the moon is made out of goat's milk and you go across the border to another country oh the moon is made out of fairy dust it's never stated as actually this is a theory it's as if there's a lack of something that instead of just saying what it actually is, this is a theory we are postulating. It's stated as this is absolute fact, and the generations are taught this is fact. Like at one stage, the world was taught as the world is flat. And don't you dare challenge that. And some people challenged it, and they were dealt with swiftly and severely. Until eventually, some courageous souls, knowing that their lives were on the line, were able to bring enough evidence to the table to say, but here's the evidence and an adjustment had to take place at that stage. So here is our astronaut on his way to the moon and he hops out of his spaceship and lo and behold, he finds out the moon is one great big rock. So he hops back in his capsule and off he goes all the way back to earth and lands down and he comes in front of the great councils of the earth and he says, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to record and to report this, but the moon is not goat's milk and it's not fairy dust, but it is a rock. Now what happens? Well, the ego climbs in. So the goat's milk crowd say, yes, but you're an imbecile. You are not a scientist. You are just an astronaut. What do you know? You're an idiot. If you were truly a scientist, you would know that goat's milk gets hard over time and it petrifies and it forms a rock. You silly little man, you. And on the other side, we have the fairy dust guys who say, no, 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 you got it all wrong, you silly little sausage, you. It is made out of fairy dust, which has congealed into rock, you idiot. And so it goes, well, what's written into the books is written into the books and it stays more or less the same. And the history of scientific progress, unfortunately, is filled with many, many, many such situations. And you can still see it in our textbooks today where there are things that have been proven false and absurd are still right there in the books as if fact. Um, now, another thing that happens is that when a theory is in fact proven to be false, you don't get an apology from them for sorry we misled you. And that's another story for another day. But anyhow, so just get the picture. The scientific method has fantastic, fantastic potential. It is a wonderful, wonderful tool. But the Achilles tendon that corrupts the whole thing is this thing called ego because ego 
invest name, time, energy, money, fame, fortunes into these hypotheses and builds up a case. Ego writes its books, makes its movies, appears on TV shows, has its podcast, the whole thing. And when you have this idiot astronaut who comes back, who knows nothing, who's an imbecile, obviously, and a renegade and a, and a conspiracy theorist, whatever the case, uh, well, that has to be eradicated one how or neutralized one way or another because of this huge investment made by egos into maintaining status quo. This is a reality. This does go on. How does this impact so authentics and uh, the disciplines that are out there that try to help people become whole, become successful, make a better life for themselves and so on? Well, how it affects them is that most of those foundationally are in a culture in which the scientific method reigns as the unquestioned uh, means of getting to where you want. So somebody comes along and says, I've noticed that miserable people think weird. And so they start developing a hypothesis around that and eventually it becomes a formalized theory and it seems to work because when people become happy, they think in a different way. And so this whole movement is built up around that hypothesis and it's given strength because there seems to be evidence that this works. But once it's established, now you need your universities, you need your accreditation, you need your credentialing, you need your fee structures need to be paid, uh, affiliation fees, all of these things come into place. And if somebody comes along and says, yes, but that's a bunch of garbage because you obviously are missing out on something, well, then that person is a threat. So, and you have a lot of this. You have a lot of this going on. It's all done with good intention and it's all done from a place of we, we are committed to helping people. But there are fundamental flaws here. And the flaws have to do with a fundamental perception of what exactly is truth. Soul Centics is not so much concerned with the hypothesis as it is concerned with the original truth. My father was this wise, wise man. And every now and again, he would say something to me and it would sit and it would change my life radically. And one of the things that he said to me one day was truth never needs to defend itself because truth will always be its truth, no matter the arguments or the outcome. And that stuck with me. And it's so true. Truth is what it is. So in the case of the moon, the moon is a rock. It is what it is. And it does not matter who argues what or what hypothesis is brewing in the pot. The moon remains the moon. The moon doesn't care what witches brew we are putting into the pot. The moon doesn't care what we think. It has no interest in whether it's there's a theory about it being fairy dust or goat cheese or whatever the case may be. It is quite simply what it is. Truth is quite simply what it is. It is indifferent to our fits, our running around, 
are shaking our fist at each other. It is completely, uniquely itself. That is the nature of truth. That is what we are after in Soul Authentics. Let's give you another picture to liken this to Soul Authentics. Imagine a stream that comes out of the ground. We call that the um, eye of the stream. It comes out of the ground. And I've seen a couple of these in my life up in the mountains. And when it comes out of the, out of the stream, it is crystal clear. You can drink it. It's been filtered. It's been there for aeons or ages or whatever. And you can drink it. It's super refreshing. It's just, just a delight to be in. But the stream rolls down the hill, and as it rolls down the hill, it picks up all sorts of uh, influences and things that dissolve in the water and eventually goes off into different rivers and different directions, and it starts to become a completely different manifestation from its source. For example, it might end up in a place where there's a lake, and the lake is muddy, and it's stinky, and it's uh, not flowing, and the algae is growing all over, and the mosquitoes are there, and it's just humid and dank, and so on. But there's people that don't know of the source, so they go and they fish in that place, and they start to build their boathouses and their cabins, and they form community, and they start living in this dank, putrid condition. And they get by fine. But there's a lot of them that get sick and they get a mental disease of sorts. And so a scientist comes along and says, well, we need a hypothesis about this. And they start forming a, for a, uh, they start forming a formula and they work on their formulas to say, well, what caused this? And they come to the conclusion, well, maybe it was the mosquitoes. So they spray poison over everybody and they eradicate the mosquitoes and everybody says, wow, what a great remarkable scientist this is and they have parades and they give them Nobel prizes or whatever and everybody is happy. So now you have the foundation of the theory of the hypothesis put to the test and now you have, you've got to spray the mosquito movement and this gains ground. In the process, people are getting poisoned the environment is still dank, the critters are still there, the water is still muddy, the algae is still blooming, and the situation is there. And everybody says, what a great healer. Now that illustrates the difference between where Authentics is and where many of these disciplines are. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the scientists who got rid of the mosquitoes. We absolutely say thank you. We absolutely recognize that. But it doesn't change the fact that this is not our original condition. The condition that led to the mosquitoes, that's led to the dankness, the humidity, the unhygienic situation, which will cause other disease and continue to cause other disease and continue to breed all sorts of pests and uh, unhealthy situations, that has not been resolved, the bigger picture. So Authentic says, but we need to go to the source. And when we're at the source, you find out that it's crystal clear, refreshing, life-giving. And if you tap directly into the source, everything down the line clears up. So if we tap the source directly into the stream in the pond, the water clears up, the critters go away, the diseases uh, 
separate, the, uh, con the resulting diseases in the community start to clear up, and there's this massive cleaning that takes place very, very naturally. So the difference is we don't postulate a theory down the line. In Solthentics, we go back to what is the source and what is the truth as the truth is. And we want to know what the truth is, not from the point of view of a theory, but we want to know the truth as the truth is because it is what it is in the first place. This is the foundation of Solthentics. Very, very powerful. Now, what happens to a person when you bring them back to source? Well, let's imagine that a person is extremely miserable. Things are not working out in their life. Things are cycling over and over again. So the person is like the homeowner on that swamp. And somebody says, I see you're miserable. I see you've got mosquito bites all over you, says the coach or the counselor, whoever. Person says yes. Coach says, come, we'll give you a successful life. We'll change things for you. Let's kill the mosquitoes. So they do that. And the person who's been covered with mosquito bites now finds that their skin heals up. Hallelujah. This is the greatest thing since post toasties, whatever, since goat's cheese <laughs> and fairy dust. And so the coach now gets a name and produces movies and gets books and gets a following and the whole lot. It looks great. Thank you for helping the people. Thank you for your heart that wants to help the people. But wouldn't it be so much better to say, hey, let's go to that which can solve all of the problems, which is the source. And so that's the difference between Solthentics and much of the rest. We lead people back to the source. And this is not any new age thing. There is no having to hug trees or chants or meditate or go into an altered state or anything like that whatsoever. It's a very simple process of recognizing that the truth will set you free. There's a place within us, which we will talk about in future episodes, in which you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. There's an inner recognition of it. So when you bring a person back to the source, there is this huge but this is what I've always been this is what I've always known it's as if there's a great revelation that takes place it's as if the burdens are shared in an instant and the change and the transformation is dramatic and all of the other things come into line naturally and easily now this happens when a person is ready for that step it doesn't happen when people are invested in living in the swamp and people get invested in living in the swamp for example if you're living in the swamp maybe others look to you and say oh you poor people he has handouts for you maybe you start making movies about the swamp which make you money whatever whatever the case may be but often we find self-gratification self-satisfaction by investing in our swamp and we don't actually want to give that up you see, the thing is with Authentics, it's about truth. And if a person is willing to look truth in the eye, no matter what truth is going to show back, it's like looking in the mirror and no matter what the mirror is going to show back, and I am ready and willing to embrace it. When you take those people to the source, amazing things happen. Amazing things happen. And they happen really, really quickly. 
So that is the one rider. A person has to want to face the issues and they have to be ready to go back to source. Uh, when that happens, it's just a case of speaking truth to them. Truth that they already know. Truth that has always been in their souls from the day they were born, from the beginning. You have seen this, you have experienced this, and you have known this. This is the way life has been happening to you. This is why it's been happening. This is why you are out of step with everything going on. And they often just break down and weep and cry and say, but I've known this all my life and nobody's been listening. Including the 20, 30 counselors, coaches, whatever they've been to uh, in the background. So we don't want to, um, we're absolutely grateful for the work that coaches do. There is a place for them. Uh, let me just clarify that as well. So let's say there's a person who's invested in this one. That person is not going to move back to source because they don't want to give up their investment. That can be psychological, emotional, relationship investment, whatever the case, ego investment. Those people, coaches are right for them. And they are well served by going to coaches because coaches will chip away at the issues coaches, counselors, any related profession. They will chip away at all of the issues and in the process will, in a sense, help them to progressively start to shed the load that they have invested in. Eventually down the line, they get to the point of saying, right, now I'm ready to do it. That's when they need to come to Solthentics because Solthentics sorts the whole matter out at its core, at its root. That is why it is so powerful. So with that in mind, thank you so much for listening. I hope this has helped you. I hope this has inspired you in some way. Um, it's, it's quite a remarkable thing that we are talking about. And it's a wonderful thing to be a free person. A person who's completely whole and a person who's actually flowing with the process of letting yourself heal up and become whole as is natural to you. You want to know about this, please connect with us at our website, soulthentics.com. Connect with us in social media. Now we do offer seasonally uh, training for people who want to become certified as uh, Soulthentics. Uh, we haven't specifically got a word, but a designation because Soulthentics can go into different directions. They want to be certified as, let's say, a Soulthentics coach. Well, you need to get on our mailing list, which means on our website, you need to be connected with us on our social media and you need to be active. Now I'm saying be active because there is limited intake. There's only a seasonal advantage to participate in this. And we look for the cream of the crop. We look for the best. If you are a person who, oh, well, I'm going to put my name down on the um, social media page, but I'm just going to be one of those who sits for the ride, never contributes, never helps, never builds, never invites anybody. When it comes to intake time, that kind of person gets last seat on the bus. And those who show real initiative, real engagement, real connection, real enthusiasm, they get first choice, first options. Um, we would rather work with five people that are committed than with 10,000 people who are just dragging their feet. So with that in mind, we wish you all the best. I hope this has been a help in some way. If you're struggling, please know you don't have to struggle in life. 
there is a place for you, a place for your wholeness, a place for your success. And we wish you all the best. Reach out, get hold of us. Wish you all the best. Great success. Thank you for listening to this episode. Appreciate it. Thank you.